welcome to I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Rachel, a singing cook and an excellent listener. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you, Booker Tov. How are you? Booker Tov. So, here is how this works. Rachel will have three minutes to talk about something that she loves. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything she wants. Our only requirement is that she loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Rachel? I am. All right. Got my timer here. Now, what do you love so freaking much? I love Star Trek so freaking much. The reason why I love Star Trek is if you think about all of the TV shows and movies and series and all of the entertainment, one thing that has kind of remained constant is that there's been a Star Trek in almost almost every decade. Um, It's a show that's lasted for a long time it was originally created in the 60s like late 50s early 60s and it's persisted all the way through different variations yes but all the way up until today what I like about that is that it's almost like a universal show when you think of series that have massive followings you think of things like Star Wars you think of things like Harry Potter Twilight Big Bang Theory like all these other kind of different genres, but Star Trek is something that was kind of the, almost, I feel like almost the original, the original cult gathering. You've got people who are always talking about it, whether it's on the air or not. I think it's because of the message that it sends. You know, Star Trek is all about tackling issues that seem big in a way that makes it not seem so real. It's almost like it takes yourself out of the situation and takes the emotion out of it. So you have that opportunity to look at what's really going on here. One of my favorite episodes of Star Trek actually comes from Star Trek The Next Generation, which was the second evolution of Star Trek. And it's the episode where you see a parent that is injured. And there's all these discussions about what's the ethical thing to do. Is it ethical to keep him alive if he's not going to be able to truly live again? What is the definition of life? What is the definition of love? What does that bond look like between a parent and a child? It's also the first time that counseling is entered into the series as something that exists. It's something where you see, yes, these people have jobs as soldiers, as warriors, as fighters, but they're also there for exploration. And you see them as human beings that are struggling with the same things that people nowadays are. Anxiety, depression, anger, grief, isolation. All of these things are actually shown and not shied away from. And that is why I love Star Trek so freaking much. Excellent. Excellent timing. Thank you for telling us about Star Trek today. You're welcome. Where to start? Because, yeah, as you mentioned, the show has been around for a very long time. How did you first get into Star Trek? I first got into Star Trek when I was in probably middle school, maybe earlier. But my routine was I would come home after a long day at school. And before I could even think about trying to force my brain to do homework, because homework was a struggle for me growing up, I would always watch an episode of Star Trek on Spike TV. Mm-hmm. Possibly two, depending on how much homework I had that night. So the Star Trek I actually grew up with was Star Trek Voyager. 
Okay. Which is the fourth revision. Every, as many Star Trek fans will know, everyone has their own kind of rating for the different series. Mm -hmm. So from the original canon, so not including um, Discovery, Picard, the Kelvin timelines, all of that. All the stuff that's happened in recent years. Right. All the stuff that's kind of happened since 2000, basically. My ranking is Voyager, Next Generation, Original Series, and DS9. Deep Space Nine. The Star Trek Enterprise came out kind of around the 2000s-ish. And it's really almost like the gap between the older, the original, and the stuff that's a little bit newer. Um, Star Trek Enterprise is the one that first featured a popular media song as a theme song instead of the traditional, or the more traditional, just just music. Or Mm -hmm. music with a short lyric. And it's a lyric chunk that's actually repeated at the end of the series. So when Voyager went off the air, one of the things that they did was, um, I think it was when Voyager went off the air, but one of the things that they did is they had all of the captains repeating the central phrase, the Uh central Starfleet mission. And it was just a really cool, it was just a really cool moment to kind of experience you here all these captains that haven't been featured in a while. So um, Kate Mulgrew, who played Captain Janeway, Sir Patrick Stewart, who played Jean-Luc Picard, Avery Brooks, who played Commander Sisko, and William Shatner, who played James T. Kirk, all coming together to read parts of the speech. And does it mean this is the where no man has gone before speech? Yep. Iconic. Yep. So what makes your favorite Star Trek series your favorite? Is it just the one you've watched the most, or is there something about it that's just different from the other ones? So for me, I was at that age where I was starting to struggle with concepts of like self-esteem. So who am I as a person? And if all the people in my school think I'm weird, do I have any value? Mm. Do I have any power? So to, to, to be able to turn on the TV and see a woman as a captain who has those emotions, but is still able to command other people and respect them at the same time and have others respect her, that was just such a powerful image for me and a powerful role model. And when you know, whenever I was in high school or whenever I was in middle school and I was getting bullied and teased and tormented, as some people do in that age, my, my immediate thought is, what would Captain Janeway do? Mm-hmm. So if I didn't know how to respond, if I felt frozen, that would be the side of my brain that I spoke to, was, okay, how would Captain Janeway handle this? So what's an answer to that? How would Captain Janeway handle a problem? So Captain Janeway's logic and reasoning comes from emotion. So it's not about it's not about what the other person said. It's about that subtext. Mm-hmm. So if you're being called, I'm trying to think of something that's, an insult that would be appropriate. Um, you can just say if you're being called an insult. That works too. Yes, we'll go with that. So if you're being called an insult, it's not what is that insult. It's why is insulting me helping this person? Mm, interesting. So it's turning it. It's it's reflecting the insult back, almost like a shield. Mm-hmm. Would protect a ship. It's it's more compassion, more understanding. Yes, you own the emotion of being hurt. That yeah, that insult is like a knife through the heart. But 
why is this person driving a knife through my heart right now? Mm-hmm. You talked about how Star Trek is a show that allows you to, to tackle real-world issues from the safety of it being you know, in a galaxy far, far away, as it were, although that's the wrong, uh, the wrong sci-fi franchise. But that's definitely the beautiful thing about sci-fi is it takes real things but puts them in this fantastical setting. Can you talk a little more about maybe some sci-fi elements from the show that you like or other issues that were brought up in the safety of this sci-fi setting that really stuck with you? So when you say sci-fi elements, are you talking like the technology or just like the theories or... Any feel free to take that in whatever direction you want because that could be a lot of things. It could be aliens. It could be ships. You mentioned uh, the, the shields protecting the ships a moment ago. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of directions you could take that. So whatever, whatever strikes you to talk about. Okay. Um, so I kind of, I'll kind of tackle two sides of it. Um, one of the issues that was explored in original series, and honestly, the reason I had a rocky relationship with original series at the start. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the cinematography. Like, if you're watching a series from the 60s in <laughs> the 2000s, or even in the 90s, just accept that the quality, like, the quality of, like, the special effects is going to be crap. They didn't and it's CGI. fine. They didn't have CGI back then. Exactly. Exactly. And for what they had, it was a huge accomplishment. So keep it in that context. And it's a lot easier to swallow. Um, but one of the episodes that kind of... I mean, it honestly took me, like, two or three years to be able to watch the whole entire episode. Mm-hmm. There's a villain named Khan who... Yeah. So, the easiest way to describe Khan in modern terms is a manipulative sociopath who does not value women and believes that all women should be slaves. Now, keep in mind, this was airing in the 60s when gender equality was a big topic. So, from a current modern day perspective, I could barely tolerate that episode because it just made my blood boil inside, especially being in the counseling field like I am. It's like that is the classic example of a power and control relationship that is not good. Mm-hmm. But for its day, even just that was challenging perception. The way I was able to kind of accept it is that that strength of just how awful he was to other people, especially towards women, and how much he used them, was really demonstrating what is actually going on. It's almost like this is what an outsider would think if they were looking at how we're treating women. Mm-hmm. Is that how we want to be seen? So it, it um, another one was, it's been talked about, talked about a lot, Nichelle, Nichelle Nichols was one of the first African-American females who had a consistent series role. Was it the best role of all time? No. Was she objectified a lot? Yes. But it was consistent and beyond the standards of that time. Sounds like it's given you a lot to think about over the years. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Star Trek nerd, and I own it. And this show is absolutely for nerds. Rachel, thank you so much for telling us about something you love today. Yeah, thank you. Live long and prosper. (laughs) Live long and prosper. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. Don't forget to use the hashtag LoveThisThingCast to tell us about things you love. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed by Sophie A. Katz and edited by Melissa Block. 
You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, the window, at all those social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and you'll hear from us again soon.